MOPS is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel MOPS After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Hi guys, welcome back. Yes, welcome. That was a nice intro, Summer. It was beautiful. It was really great. Oh good, I'm so glad. <laughs> hey, we just finished up Halloween. Yeah. Yes. And, and now it's time for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> okay, Christmas Sorry. for Barkley and I literally goes November 1st yeah. till January 1st, and then we're done. Then we're done. But that, I was listening to someone today. They were talking about why they set up their stuff so early. Well, you can enjoy it longer, obviously. But also, then you're ready for it to go away. I am. Like, by then, yeah. I'm ready for it I to am. go away. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's short, you're like, you still want it, and it's sad. So just making it easier. I agree. <laughs> So Halloween night, we put up the Christmas tree. You put up. I did, did, yes. And my 16-year-old daughter also helped me because she's super excited. And she's never done that before. She was just so excited about it. And she had, like, gotten flock all over her. So she's like, how do I get this white stuff off of me? So it was crazy. I didn't have it in me. We trick-or-treated, and I was done. They wanted to, and I was like, nope. But Bryn went and got her bedroom all decorated. I was like, great. Maybe this weekend. Yes. With working now, I evenings are I'm crashing. I it's okay. I don't have That's right. You got yeah. plenty of time, Barkley. I know. Plenty I know, of time. But I already feel like I'm behind. <laughs> You're not. You're not. It's November first okay. today that we're taping. Right. And you have plenty of time. I love it. And I love it so I much. also find a lot of people get very angry about putting the tree up. Like I put it on my Instagram story that I put my tree up and I had people like angry at me. I was like well, I don't understand. I might have said this last year, but I one year put it up, and our tree fell over, and oh, Vince said I right. angered the Thanksgiving gods. <laughs> because oh, my goodness. Was, yeah. But again, it, it has already snowed in Illinois, so I say yeah. put the tree up. Our guest here today is looking at us very strangely. Reed, are you an early <laughs> Christmas decorator, or you're like, no, not till after Thanksgiving? Uh, I think I grew up with not till after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so, yeah. What we, is your Rachel life is, yeah, That's what we've always done. We, after we've Thanksgiving. Done. I mean, she probably will do a little bit beforehand, um, but we definitely don't get it fully moving and grooving until after Thanksgiving. What about Christmas music? Is it going? Um, I'm usually the one that likes to wait until after to okay. just really, you know, fit it into that season where it's really, really fun to listen to. Uh, but it usually comes on a little early in our house so little early mean yeah. like the day before thanksgiving no it'll probably be like a week or two beforehand a week or two yeah. oh my gosh For i've sure. already started i know i'm like already ready <laughs> i feel a little bit like it's weird to like put christmas music music on when november 1st is 70 degrees here in chicago like it that is just it is kind of like hard day. but yeah once it turns cold it though game on game on <laughs> definitely exactly well we would love Let's for you introduce. to introduce yes this is reed paul he's our student pastor our church and he oversees the other nine campuses of student pastors yeah. also yeah so that's a big undertaking it's fun uh it keeps me on my toes and uh there's always always something to do yes. for sure yes. so have you always wanted to be a youth pastor i have yeah probably since uh i think it was a seventh grader and i was at uh mm. summer camp and in that uh, time, I had gone to summer, like grow, grow, going to summer camp all the time. And that year, um, I was just in a worship uh, kind of moment and yeah. just felt like the Lord put it on my heart, like, hey, this is what I want you to do with your life. Really? And okay. um, then I grew up through 
tail end of middle school and high school being my nickname was Pastor Paul because uh, my last name is Paul. Everyone calls me Paul as my first name, but I promise my first name is Reed and my last name is Paul. It's really hard, yes. So any of you parents listening who've sent me emails calling me Paul, can we can we fix that yeah. now? Um, I've Noted. Yes. Name is Reed. <laughs> it is Reed. Um, but yeah, I uh, knew that youth ministry was something I always wanted to do okay. and um, have been, you know, loving every bit of that and mm-hmm. have been in ministry, I think. February will be 10 years uh, wow. uh, officially in full-time ministry. Wait, did you say you love every bit of it? I do. Well, really? majority okay. of it. There are a couple of moments yeah, where I'm like, yeah, I could go without that. Or <laughs> difficult teenagers? Yeah, mm. yeah for sure. <laughs> he likes the challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey. They keep me on my toes. They yeah, keep so me that young. Would make it, yeah. yeah, I like that. And tell us about your family. Yeah, so I am married to a wonderful lady named Rachel. Um, we met in college, and we have uh, a son named Jack, and we have a baby on the way um, that's due on Jack's birthday. So we oh. might have birthday twins. We'll see. Look at that. Uh, my first two are 10 days apart, but okay. two, two yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, cool. it's and, exciting. And his wife, Rachel, attends our MOPS yep. group. Shout so out to Rachel. Bet. So cool. You bet. Love you having, having her. She loves being a part of it. Aww. Well, that's exciting. A baby on the way is always fun. What's the due date? Oh, did you say February 7th. Oh, February. That's when all my babies are, too. It's a Jack, great month. Jack was born on the Super Bowl two years ago. Okay. Um, so we'll see if that happens again. He gets a again. party every year. Yeah, absolutely. Vince is too ill. He doesn't like to share it. <laughs> it's hard sharing with a holiday, it's yeah. sort of. <laughs> well, mine's three days after Jack's. Uh, oh, oh my and goodness. my mom's is three days after mine, so we've got a lot of February. Oh, so do we. So, yeah. That's crazy. That's February. fun. A popular month. We just figure we'll just go on vacation every time. February so you are around. how many days after Jack? It's a Jack? good time to go. I'm three days after Jack. So the new baby could be born on your birthday. Could be. Could be. We'll have, we'll have to see what happens. That would be exciting. Did she go early with Jack or late? Uh, five days early, I think, is what five it was. Early. I think he was due on the 12th. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. And we'll have a girl this time, so we'll have a boy and a girl, which is exciting. That's so fun. And do you have names? I mean, you don't have to share. We do have have uh, the first name picked out. We're still working on the the middle name right now. Okay. So, but um, it's locked in a box. It's like Fort Knox right now. Okay, not sharing. Our third child, we had a name, and once I saw her, I changed it Mm. because I was like, no, you look like an Ellie. So Ah, it can change. Like, I don't know. I believe that for sure. We'll see what happens. So you have been um, doing some new things at our church yeah. with um, Let's Talk. That's the name of it, right? Which Let's is, Talk About That, yeah. Which is a parent conversation. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we, Anthony and I, who's the director of our uh, of Chapel Students and Chapel Kids, um, him and I have done ministry for a long time, and we ended up going to a conference back in March. And um, the the church that we were just with had uh, this vision just around family ministry that I don't think either of us fully had um, an idea of what that could look like. Mm-hmm. And so we came off of that, and um, a couple things were fleshed out in that. Uh, in anybody who's around the chapel has seen us, you know, do our mother daughter mud run this year, our father son chicken bowl, so um, which has been so great. Uh, and we've really wanted to assist parents and being able to set them up to win and spiritually leading their homes. 
Um, and then another thing that came that came out of that uh, was really this idea around parent conversation nights and having moments where bar- parents can both come and uh, hopefully glean and learn and have mm-hmm. some resources that would be helpful and valuable to them as they're um, walking alongside uh, their families and spiritually leading them, but also to actually create an environment where parents can connect with other parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have loved just seeing those connections happen, people who are interacting at a table that maybe have come into the same building together but never knew that story, never knew that name. And um, it's been really cool to just see parents being able to actually resource and be valued to other, pe- other parents and vice versa, them to be able mm-hmm. to receive that from parents. And then we get to do a small part in just kind of opening up a space for the conversation to happen and at least prime the pump a little bit for discussion. I think, I mean, it's one of the things I love about moms, moms being in a room and learning from each other, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. kind of a nice way to also bring dads into the conversation mm-hmm. and get and on the same community. page and mm-hmm. yep. just, I don't know, learn from each other, share ideas and yeah what this is happening what did you do i don't know it's just helpful to have and i think too even for me as a new dad like there's so much value in being able to uh even meet yes on the things that i'm celebrating as like hey this is awesome but also be able to like meet with parents who are like hey i've been there and that that does yeah. suck and like yeah, i i've right. navigated that too like you're not alone in that i am on the other um, side yeah. has been been really really rewarding and valuable in that yes. I've heard a lot of, and it's neat because MOPS does so much for women, sure. but this is nice that a man can yeah. come to. Yeah. And I've heard people like getting together afterwards because they met mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great, the community aspect. Sure. And you're, because um, you have four big events that you guys are doing this year. And it's neat to have like, it's a mother and daughter and then a son and a father. Yep. And so the different, and then it's mother and son, yep. and then dad and dad. dad. And we, and Mops get to be a part of the, yeah. the daddy-daughter dance. You guys are the ones yeah. who've been doing that for a long time. We're yes. just partnering with you guys. Yes, yeah. but it's so neat to have those like spread yeah. out throughout the year yeah. for parents to connect with their kids. I love that. That's for such sure. a great thing. Absolutely, we love so it. So we'd love to talk and kind of connect continue the conversation or review because Barkley and I both weren't yeah, there couldn't. at the last time. <laughs> I know, but what, I, I love it and I wanted to be there. It just <laughs> didn't work. So now we get to, I want to hear what you had to say. Sure, and sure. Well, that. and for anyone listening, we do have a couple of upper, upcoming opportunities that'll put dates on the horizon. If you listen to this very, very quickly, we do have one this Sunday, yes. um, November 6th. Mm-hmm. But if you catch this podcast later, um, our next one will be January 29th and that'll okay. be at our Libertyville That's campus. That's good to know. January okay. 29th. So, okay. Yep. And then we're planning on focusing on mental health with the January 29th conversation. So Great. what is the this weekend? This one's going to be navigating um, our digital world. So technology, okay. um, you know, I think from that can range from topics around uh, how to set up your home Wi-Fi to just like help walk walk through your kids in just regards to like, how do I have filters on things? And how do I just make sure that like we just set up systems and structures that protect our home and protect our kids, but also pieces of like, hey, did you know that this feature of Snapchat exists or that this part mm-hmm. of it, like even just okay. talking through some of those things. And I think we'll bring some content that will mm-hmm. hopefully be valuable to, to the crowd. I think we'll actually probably learn a lot from parents who maybe have discovered certain yeah. things that yeah. have been in the trenches mm-hmm. and been like, yeah. hey, you might not know this, but uh, this is something that you might, might want to you know, talk about with your family or think mm-hmm. about. Um, so yeah, our hope is to add some value in that conversation. And these conversations, are they um, geared to our parents with fourth grade and up or where or is any parents allowed? And like, yeah, we have it advertised um, for for birth through 18 years old. So okay. literally any person who's got a chapel kid to a chapel mm-hmm. student um, that we are inviting them okay. to come. Child care is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinner's on us for you and your kids. And so we wow. try to, to remove all the well, barriers great. for Woo! why yeah, somebody can come. All the barriers. Come. Yeah, <laughs> all the barriers. <laughs> why I can't. 
Yep, for yeah, sure. That's awesome. And it's even from 4 to 6 p- p.m. because I have a son who still naps. And so he usually gets done with his nap at 2.30, and then he can come to church and hang. So we've tried to think about everybody in that yes, process. Yes, that's great. 4 so to 6 yeah. is perfect on a Sunday. I you love bet. it. Love it. That is a good time. All right, so let's jump into kind of your talk of what yeah. you shared with the parents. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we met with our, our first one in August, and we really wanted to center that conversation around uh, discipleship at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we unpacked that, um, I, I really started off with something that as I <laughs> pitched it to our student ministry team, I sat with certain parents. They're like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about you starting there, but um, we're, we're going to rip the bandaid off, and we're going to start <laughs> yeah, there I here, too. Yeah, I felt personally attacked. I yeah, know. we'll get there yeah. in a second. <laughs> right, um, okay. we'll, you guys were like, what this. is this personal attack? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a moment. Um, but really, we started this conversation talking about legacy um, and this idea of, of making history and um, a, a book and uh, a resource that I had kind of tapped into prior to this was um, uh, this book called uh, Don't Miss It, which can be bought on, um, I think, Orange, which is a mm-hmm. curriculum that we mm-hmm. use in Chapel Kids. Um, and it's a book that Reggie Joyner put together and, and kind of unpacks this idea of playing for keeps and uh, this reality that as our kids are moving through life, like we have two forces at work in this process, that the kingdom of God is um, active and moving in our world and is wanting to uh, continue to just draw us near and draw us close and have us continue to build our lives um, based on what the kingdom of God wants and how heaven wants to, to step into our world. Uh, and there's also the reality that we also have an enemy that opposes that. Um, and he wants to do everything he can to um, rob uh, any human being of their identity, of their purpose, of um, who they are. Like that, that is his goal and that is his mission. And so and this idea of playing for keeps, it's, it's realizing as, as, as parents that we have a tremendous role um, to play in regards to how we come alongside um, living our day-to-day lives and playing for keeps, that we're going to live our lives and we're going to spend every day with our kids with purpose mm-hmm. and with passion to make sure that we're setting them up to be able to run after the values that actually support both the kingdom of God and what our family is running after in that process. And so um, really what I began to unpack, <laughs> and this is the difficult thing for some parents to, to, to mm-hmm. listen to up front, is that the reality is like your son or daughter, um, and I'm realizing this even with a almost two-year-old, like is speeding through life. Um, yeah. I remember before being a dad, everyone told me like it goes fast, mm-hmm. like um, like value and appreciate every bit of it. Don't, um, don't overlook any moment. And I'm learning that more and more each and every day that like this goes faster and faster. And I think it only becomes more faster as your kids get older and older and they're involved in more mm-hmm. things. Just wait till they hit um, school. Totally. Yeah, that's the years go really fast. Really um, fast. And I think like if we're not careful, it's really, really easy to miss it. Yeah. And so the, the theme of that book was really like, don't miss it. Like let's mm-hmm. actually live with purpose and intentionality. And so um, what I bought, um, and this is you know, something the book talks about, um, is this marble jar. And in this um, glass jar, um, I have 936 marbles I started out with. Um, and what that 936 marbles represents is the weeks uh, of life that we have with our kids from the day that they're born mm-hmm. to when they turn 18, which is generally probably around when they're going to graduate high school mm-hmm. and get ready to move on to the next chapter. And so I said that, and I'm like, guys, I'm going to lead with that. And they're like, I think that you are going to just take the wind out of the sails of your parents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean. We, we I don't want to hear that. these things. <laughs> 
And I even processed that with Summer uh, this week. And um, <laughs> I really gave she, <laughs> she gave me that same response. And I totally get that. Um, I totally understand that. And well, but I think also we're at the end. Sure. So sure. We, I, we have like we 16 year olds. We know yep. how fast it goes. So I yep. think for us, it's like we know that this time is so valuable yep. at the end. We went to like freshman high school orientation and the whole time. I don't know how many times they kept saying, oh, in four short years, this and four. I'm like, I am adjusting to having a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. Quit telling me college is coming in four short. But sure. here yeah. she's a junior. And I was like, dang yep. it. Yep. <laughs> it's coming really fast. It goes fast it for does. sure. It really for does. sure. And so in that, um, I what I've really appreciated is I think about this concept and this idea, because what I do with those marbles is it, it actually lives on um, on Jack's dresser. And um, mm-hmm. my wife is usually like, can we put that away? Because that kid's going to choke on a marble. But I'm like, yeah. no, this yeah. has got purpose. Okay? Uh, but uh, what I do is, as each week goes by, and usually when Sunday comes, um, I'll take a marble out. And mm-hmm. um, it, for me, it's a mental reminder for me as a parent that I want to live with intentionality yeah. um, in regards to the legacy and the history mm-hmm. that I'm leaving um, in Jack's life. And so as I'm taking one out, it's both reminding me what's there, but it's also causing me to live purpose with the week mm-hmm. uh, that's that's coming ahead. And that'll, that'll be a thing I'll, I'll pray over and I'll think about um, and just really will take some time. And part of where I've I've appreciated that is, so I'm a guy who loves sports. Um, I, I've grown up watching football, basketball, baseball, whatever. Um, and especially in many of those sports that have a, a clock or even innings involved, I think when we as parents begin to recognize that there is a window of time that we have to really make um, our greatest comp- contribution to the legacy and the history that we're leaving with our kids, the, the one thing I re- recognize in sports is that when a timer goes on, mm-hmm. it changes the behavior of the people playing the game. Mm-hmm. LeBron James playing a game, like doing Very a pickup game, mm-hmm. is going to play that game far differently than when he's actually in the NBA championship and there's a there's a championship on the line. Like his behavior is going to begin to shift and adjust. And so I think on one end, we could certainly say, hey, there's 936 weeks. I don't want to think about that. Or even when our weeks are less and you got high schoolers and you're like, I don't want to be reminded that there's only four years left. Yeah, yeah. It can be easy to say, hey, I'm just going to ignore that fact and I'm going to just act like it's not there. Or you can say, hey, I'm going to remind myself that it is there so that when it comes to this time I have in the car with them today mm-hmm. or when it comes to um, the things that we're doing around the dinner table together, when it comes to whether or not we're going to take that trip or we're going to go create this memory or whether or not we're going to say, hey, tonight like we're going to have a family night. Like You have convictions because you're recognizing that there is a timer on this yeah. and you're saying, hey, there's a lot of things I can give my life to. But if there's one group of people that should get the best of what I have to offer, it should be my kids Um, and to live with intentionality in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so say as fighting teenagers and their (laughs) moods, like fight through their mood, because like like going to studies, like our kids were like, we don't want to go. But we ended up having so Mm. much fun together. So sometimes you just kind of kind of pull them through their fight to have that time together. (laughs) It's worth it. They end up having an awesome time. But yeah. I even think about COVID. I've been thinking about that where like time stopped, but it didn't really stop. Yeah. But everything stopped. And I just, I do feel like, you know, we did go on a trip. Like we went to a um, um, a rental house for like two weeks in Florida. And that was like amazing because there's no other time we could ever have done that. Yeah. And they brought school with them. And mm-hmm. that was amazing. But I do feel like in some ways I just wanted it to hurry up like that time. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I had just cherished it a little bit more. Sure. Um, And I didn't know how long it was going to be, but all of those things. But there's something about the intentionality of like, I just remember trying to make that go faster. That time didn't count. I don't know. It was a very strange 
for sure. We look up back on Please. it fondly just because we had so much time together, and I was yeah. so thankful. I always said I wanted to be a homeschool mom, but not mm. have to homeschool. And I was like, I kind of got my wish because yes. they were, ho- although there was definitely hard parts with it for sure. sure. Um, I don't know. I look back at it fondly because right. I loved having them home. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just remember sometimes just not wanting to spend as much time yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was it. It was just a little too much time. Definitely hardships sure. to I mean, it. Yes. Was, yeah, yes. it was both. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's balance there for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Well, and not knowing how long it was going to be was hard. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The unknown in the midst of that. For yeah. Sure. So, yeah. It, and, and I think for me, you know, when it comes to making history, I, I think why we designed nights like this and we designed events like this where it's centered for me is I recognize me as a student pastor if mom and dad's only play in spiritually leading their kids is to drop them off at church and have that be their, the greatest investment that we're going to make in trying to help that kid be a follower of Jesus beyond their years of living mm-hmm. at home um, that means we're, we're investing about two hours a week yeah. um, especially when it comes to like student ministry and then we can take even kid, kids ministry so we're about an hour and a half a weekend that we're trying to make that deposit and if we're just trusting in the church or just trusting in that youth leader or that youth pastor to, to do all of that and we as parents aren't equipped and able to figure out how do we disciple our kids at home I think we're missing a really really big opportunity mm-hmm. for us to actually um, pour more fuel onto the fire to allow what God is wanting to birth inside and grow inside our kids yes. um, like moms and dads have to be set up to, to win and mm-hmm. we have to put them in a spot where they feel like they know what they're doing and when they don't know what they're doing they have a space where they can ask questions mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah we really have just had a heart in the midst of all of this to say hey when it comes to discipleship at home like let's not be afraid to say I don't know what I'm doing yeah. and let's also be willing as a church to come alongside families and parents to say hey if you have no clue where to go here are some things or if you're already doing something here are some other things that you can consider trying or what are the things that we loved even asking the question like what are the things that you're looking for us to equip you with and that's just helped us um, in general to really be able to come alongside families in that way and, and see them win. That's so good. That. That's so amazing. We all need yeah. help. For sure. We'll take it. We do. <laughs> and like each of the stages is so different yep. with them growing up. And yeah. so we need to be equipped in yeah. in different ways. And yep. so, yeah. And I think too, when going back to, you know, the marbles, like the, the things that I reminded parents of was, was this, that kids don't experience worth because they're shown affection once but because un- unconditional love has been given over time mm-hmm. um, the same way when we come back to your guys's key phrase of, of come together and belonging um, kids don't know uh, don't know they belong because of a special invitation but by feeling welcomed in a tribe over time yeah. like there is an aspect of consistency and mm-hmm. over time having values and things that we're running after and things that we're speaking into our kids and how we're just setting up rhythms in our environment that ultimately allow them to draw deeper into that thing mm-hmm. it's not just from a hey just go to church once a week and like that'll figure That's it out like right. sure like there's value in that but we've got to also double down on the other other spaces that we as parents have to to be able to instill those values and to to lead them towards jesus mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. all right so then the next part mm-hmm. is creating rhythm right yeah and before we get there, there's three things that we talked about. Um, it's just kind of oh, strategies yeah. for kind of spiritually and emotionally supporting mm-hmm. your kids. Okay. Um, and the one thing that I said up front was to not miss your role. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I would say in the midst of all of that, that if, if we are going to be people who want our kids to be followers of Jesus um, and we want them to lean into Jesus, um, I'll encourage uh, you and I encourage myself every day to remember advice I was given by a college professor of mine, mine named Chris Owen. And he said, Reed, you can't give away what you don't have. And we see mm-hmm. scripture talk about that mm-hmm. um, a, a lot. But like I would encourage you as parents when it comes to the things that you want to see develop and grow within your kids to just look at yourself in the mirror and say, like, does that exist within me? Mm-hmm. And, and if that's not there, like, what is it going to take for me to begin to develop a life where that is active and alive within me so I can actually pour that into, yeah. into my children mm-hmm. as well? Um, in that, I, I think I want to remind parents too, like no one has the potential to influence your son or your daughter like you do. Um, no one gets the space and the time and the opportunity um, and the influence that you do. And so to be intentional with that. And so four things that we just kind of broke down into to different segments, depending on where you're at as a mom, um, is if you've got a, if you're a mom of a preschooler, uh, to embrace their physical needs. That's mm-hmm. super important. Like mm-hmm. that is your role to come alongside that. Like when your kid is hungry, um, <laughs> be, be present to that when like they get injured and hurt, oh, like yeah. we should be feed present. them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but like I gotta feed you again. <laughs> Dang it! I just one day. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, if you're a mom of an elementary school kid, um, engage their interest. Mm. Uh, they're they're popping for yeah. for all sorts of different things in that stage. Slime. And, <laughs> Yeah. All the slime. All sure, slime. Sure. <laughs> like Jack's not an elementary school What's kid, Jack but right, right now, now? Yeah. he wants to take his like little stool that allows him to be at counter height oh. and he wants to go to the sink and he just wants to Whoa. dump water into right. jars. But then he occasionally wants to put that on the countertop mm. and then just pour it everywhere. And of course. I like, okay, dude, like we'll, we'll go for it. And we'll you need to get a tea bit. set out because that's Reese did that with a yeah. plastic tea set and just poured tea back. And I was like, yep. that's what we did. Yeah. Lots that, of that. Lots that's of that's tea. <laughs> that's his thing so we like got through a half hour of that the other day uh, but uh, middle school if you if a parent of a middle schooler uh, affirm their personal journey mm. and then um, high schooler mobilize their potential they're mm. so much How in a spot where they're trying to we do out. that yeah <laughs> give us some house yeah. <laughs> how we'll, to please we'll get into those a little a little <laughs> okay. bit later okay. uh, later on but um no definitely those are all important things and um Things that I would encourage you guys, like how, yeah, like that's great conversation to have among parent, amongst parents. Just say like, hey, I recognize my role is to mobilize their potential. How are you doing that right now? Like those are mm-hmm. great conversations for us to be having with, you know, mm-hmm. other moms and with other dads, yeah. like mm-hmm. to, to just continue to navigate. Like yes, where are you experiencing yeah. failure in that? Mm-hmm. Um, second, don't miss this week. Uh, to, to actually create weekly rhythms right now that are shaping their future. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about the values you have, when you think about the things that you want uh, to be a part of your kids' lives, to actually look at that through the lens of um, how can I set up weekly rhythms that yeah. actually foster that and continue mm-hmm. to nurture mm-hmm. that type of growth within um, within my child. And then third, don't miss Sunday. Um, mm. And I think that that's one that I don't say as a pastor because we need you in seats. Um, <laughs> but like if you are wanting to lead your, your child towards Jesus um, and towards like as long as you're a part of a church that values what you value, hopefully you are making some of your choices mm-hmm. on that front. Um, like every kid at the end of the day is looking for a place to belong. Mm-hmm. And because that's true, why wouldn't we as parents choose an environment that actually values the things that we value and that we actually want our kids to belong to? Because mm-hmm. um, they're going to belong somewhere. And it can be scary, some of the places that some people end up and what they belong to. And so I think why mm-hmm. I would encourage to not right. miss Sundays right. is it communicates to your kid like, hey, we belong here and right. we belong here for reasons that aren't just 
just because it's it's ultimately because there are values and there are pieces of what that community represents mm -hmm. that we want to be a part of our lives mm -hmm. i know when they say i want to go to church i say okay <laughs> like get in the car i'm going like that is some or if, yeah. they, if they have friends that want to go to church i'm like mm -hmm. yep i'll pick them up sure you know yeah. like we that is something we just have always told them like if anytime the you know you want to be present and there we will yeah. make it happen you know sure. because that's so important to us so yeah 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 it was fun brooke won her yes, her her bussies won the, <laughs> the <laughs> group contest <laughs> tell <laughs> them what the costume was. oh uh so her and her friends were the inside out emotions it was, it so, was cute. so cute and they did that completely on their own i was like that was so clever it was so cute um but they won but half the girls don't even go and they're like mm. you have to come back next week yep. i was like that was so smart yeah. it was smart and we we are intentional to give <laughs> our know, prizes away so the following week. so yep. that's awesome i was like well they'll be back mm -hmm. in in the midst of that like, you bring that up but like all of those ideas come out of a state of us wanting that's people awesome. to belong yeah um and, and if you belong awesome. to another church community like we're not trying to take that's a kid fine. from that yeah. but we're all, we're ultimately looking for the kids that are looking for a place yeah. to belong mm -hmm. yeah. and why not encourage them to come yeah. be a part of right the next week of well, that and just see how fun and everybody i don't know you just walk into that room and you're like who would what kid wouldn't want to be in this sure. space mm -hmm. and i sure. think that's awesome that they feel that they belong there yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. Important. i also think it's really neat how you guys have um, leaders that follow like not follow but they're they're leaders all the way to high school like to senior sure. year sure yeah. and I yeah. think that's nice because it takes time to build that mm -hmm. community with an adult and sure. get to know them and so it's it's really cool that that yeah. follows along yeah if they them. were changing every year that'd be a little bit yeah, harder it'd be hard mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. doubt no mm -hmm. doubt all right yeah. now we're on to creating rhythms yeah yeah so how do we do this? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I've not uh, listened to all of your podcast episodes, but if you have what? ways to like. Yeah. Uh, come on, Reed. <laughs> I, but we talked on the front end. I <laughs> Jamie Wamsley does. Yeah. He listens every time. Jamie. I, I know the three, the three roles to happiness or the three secrets. Yeah. And I Sam, to that Sam, our producer, listens all the time. He's he an expert. He sure does. Sure does. <laughs> um, but there's a, a resource that um, I can make available and whatever. In our show notes. Yeah. Show notes would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it just walks through if you've got a preschooler, elementary school, like the different stages that we'll talk about here, the times, um, and just gives you some language for how to do some of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I won't unpack that document, okay. but I'll just give a brief overview um, in general of what these different times kind mm -hmm. of mean. So um, when it comes to creating a rhythm, we, uh, we're breaking that down into kind of four different stages. And so it's basically morning time, drive time, cuddle time slash meal time, because mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, but I'm mar far more able uh, with a little one to talk to him during cuddle time and meal time right now because I'm usually managing a foods being thrown all over the room. So that's yeah. why oh, I yeah. put cuddle time okay. and meal time together because eventually you're not cuddling uh, yeah. your high schooler usually as often as I do with my son Jack. So mm -hmm. um, th that one's combined and then the last one will be bedtime. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in the midst of that, morning time uh, really is this spot where we as parents are, are showing up as coaches. Um, it is a moment where we're, our communication that we're utilizing is more encouraging words. Mm -hmm. um, and the goal of that is to instill purpose. Um, and a story from that that I uh, can remember is I was following a, a girl I went to college with on Instagram and she's got three boys and um, her oldest Carter uh, was in the car with her that morning and uh, 
um, I'm seeing Jill uh, begin to speak these affirmations over Carter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Carter's like five or six at this point. And so this was a a rhythm and a a thing that she had established early on in his life that they kind of set those affirmations together. And Carter was in a habit of he would he would speak those in in those mornings. And those would be encouraging words that he would speak over his life. And if he forgot one, you know, Jill would would step into that space. But then I found, excuse me, I found Jill um, on this day and she's sharing the story. And Carter's had a rough day. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a rough morning. And I'm now seeing Jill speak those affirmations over her son. And because she had a weekly rhythm of that, she was able to come alongside her son and, and speak truth over him. Like, you are loved, you are kind, um, you're a child of God. Like, th- there were these 10 phrases that in a moment when he couldn't say them himself, mm-hmm. his mom was able to be his biggest advocate and to fight for him in the midst of a space that he just felt really, really vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and broken and, and scared. Um, and so morning time is is that moment for encouraging mm-hmm. words to come out, knowing we're going into a day where there's a lot so happening. So not <laughs> like, get up, we're late! <laughs> Get in the car. Yep. <laughs> Why didn't you pack your lunch last night? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. How do we do this, Reed? <laughs> well, in, in, <laughs> I would say that brings us to our second one, which is drive time. And like even in my example of Jill, Jill's mm-hmm. moment flowed into drive time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so morning time, drive time can sometimes flow. And there's, there's some stuff mm-hmm. that's got to happen in the morning. But to remember like, hey, even in the midst of the chaos of the morning, like what your kid needs to hear more than anything is encouragement. Yeah. They're going to go into a day where they're going to feel the heaviness and the weight mm-hmm. of friendships that are messy and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. assignments that I didn't get done mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. this test that didn't didn't turn out well. Like, man, how great is it that I actually could start my day and come back to the fact that, hey, amongst all of this, my mom told me today that I'm loved, that she's proud of me, that she's thankful that I'm, I'm her son or I'm her daughter. Like, mm-hmm. those are powerful words that I think can certainly be at moments overlooked. But I would say that those were some of the most shaping times for me even growing up in regards to how my parents came alongside me. Um, that falls into to drive time where um, we really show up as friends um, to our kids. And it's it's this informal dialogue or real interpret interpreting life. And mm-hmm. one thing I valued growing up is um, my dad every day, I'll remember this, uh, when, we, you know, when he would drive me to middle school, my dad would trim his beard in the car. <laughs> Wait. While driving, his hair. like he would yeah, trim his yeah. beard hair, his like, beard hair, hair oh while God, driving. Okay. Beard hair, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and he hair. would say, "All right, like we'd like we're gonna pray." And uh-huh. he would, with his eyes open, like every mm-hmm. day, just like, "Is there anything I can pray for?" And then we would pray. Um, and he would lead me, and then I still remember that today uh, because there were rhythms that we had established and we set up. And he was a friend to me, and that mm-hmm. like he asked me, "What can I be praying for you mm-hmm. and and that?" And that was. super huge I'd say even with my mom like she knew um and where informal dialogue happened maybe the night before is she knew about some of the heaviness I was going through like me feeling like I wanted to go into ministry wasn't something that ultimately was greeted by my friends as like oh that's an awesome thing that I want to celebrate like it actually was met with a lot of persecution a lot of people making fun of me I'd come home and I'd cry about that Mm -hmm. and so my mom would equip me in the mornings and in those drive times with like like the like the armor of God and like script like would root me in scripture and those were things that were I wouldn't have been able to find on my own Mm -hmm. and I would assume my mom wouldn't have been able to find it on her own um at the time and she probably asked like her friends like hey what can I do to come alongside my son and some of it came it birthed out of what we talked about on the front end of like she had her own pursuit of Jesus that was I think flowing into how she was then leading me in that Mm -hmm. but that drive time is a great spot for you to lean into 
some things that aren't as easy to talk to your kids about when you're looking eye to eye with them. Like maybe it is the time where you're going to lean into like, Hey, tell me about this friendship. And like, you talked about how that's been really difficult for you lately. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's process that. Um, some parents are like, I have no clue when to bring up the conversation around like heavier stuff, like drugs, alcohol, sex. Like mm-hmm. those are things that are, that are, that are tough to talk about, but like I'll encourage you as parents to, to find your windows and times for you to walk alongside your kids. Cause the reality is again, I'll go back to no one has the potential to influence your kids like you. Right. It's not that you're going to be able to have them avoid those topics. Mm-hmm. They're going to come up. And so we as parents have mm-hmm. to be ready to dive into those. And I think that those are great times when we're just in a car and they're like, okay, this is awkward, <laughs> but I don't have to look at mom in the eye right now. So I'm just going to like process this, this thought or this emotion. And so those right. are a great time to come alongside as a friend. I know my one of my daughters, I won't say which one, had some <laughs> sex questions. Sure, and I was sure. like, okay, we're going for a walk. And I literally, yeah. it helped me yep. be able to be more vulnerable and more open sure. just on that walk. Just yep. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you everything. Sure. You know, like any questions you have, I will say it all for you. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> but that walk helped me to, yeah. to be able to to say it and there weren't interruptions and I didn't have to necessarily look her right in the face but yeah. like that was helpful to me yeah. yeah this almost stresses me out because I'm like wait should I have been doing these affirmations with them <laughs> I, they're old now you still Is have it too time. late you still, still have, have time, time Barkley all right because I would even say for Bella who's a junior yeah that there can be things that she is going to need to be like foundationally true for her to be able to remember she walks into any season of life up ahead here um for her to be able to come back to and say like, Hey, regardless of where I go, what I'm doing or what I'm a part of, like, these are the things that are core values to who I am. Um, when the world tells me everything that is the opposite of that. Um, and to just have that centering thing. Like I would say, even for me as a 32 year old man, like those are things I still need to to live out in value. And I would hope that Abella could do that with you over the next, you know, year and a half, two years here. (laughs) Okay, don't and, think about it. And that, that it'll begin but to But do think flow. about it. Be intentional. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I'm feeling very stressed about this stuff. But that she could have those things that would flow into habits that she'll create as mm-hmm. she moves into um, other chapters of life. Adulthood. Stop. Sorry. Uh, The other two would be uh, so cuddle time or meal time uh, is our role as a teacher. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. more of a formal discussion. Uh, Usually when I sit down for dinner with my wife, it's we're we're a lot more intentional in that conversation. So it's going to have some, you know, specific things that we're going to lean into, probably a routine that we operate Mm -hmm. in the midst of that. Uh, But we're really establishing values in the midst of that and affirming those things and just kind of setting those things to be true in the midst mm-hmm. of how we're processing things or how we're navigating friendships or a conflict that happened at school. Like, okay, great. How, how are we going to practice? Uh, and, and what do we utilize to navigate conflict? Like, is that Matthew 18 or is that just like whatever I saw in real housewives of Beverly Hills that week? Is that, you know, informing, um, you don't do that. <laughs> no, no. I say that because my wife would probably be like, how dare you say that? But my wife is a very big fan of all the real housewives. Oh, so. oh that's good to know, that Rachel. Um, I watched one the other if day. If any of you see her and you watch, that and she'll have now we're gonna have to chat to talk. yeah yep. i like the mm-hmm. oc there you go anyways <laughs> uh, and then fourth bedtime uh that's our role as yeah. a counselor um that's usually a time where kids are are ultimately a lot more willing to have intimate real conversations because they're just mm-hmm. kind of avoiding wind- bedtime winding yeah that too and they're winding <laughs> down and they're just <laughs> like know, all right water. the day yeah. has happened and so and that's an intimate conversation the goal is there to, to build intimacy they like mm-hmm. to, talk then. to foster yeah. trust yeah. so the morning time is being a coach the yep. drive time is being a friend the cuddle time, meal time is the teacher, and then the bedtime is the counselor. 
You got it. I love that. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. My mom All used right. to come in every morning saying, this is the day that the Lord has. <laughs> That's how you could start. Instead of yelling, we're late. Let's start I'm with I'm going to get my whistle out. Oh. But in a nice way. Like so as a coach in the morning. Like, too. okay, guys, let's go. Yeah. You got this. Wait. I'll cheer him on. Do you really use a whistle? Is that what you said? Did I'll be a cheerleader. Did the whistle, has the whistle always been present or just because I said coach, you're now saying you're I'm saying coach, yeah. Because now, okay. but I'm an, I'm like an I'm I'm an encouraging coach. Like ah, I'm like yes. you got this. Go for the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just kidding. I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's really nice because I have two drivers right now. Yes. So all three of them have to coordinate driving together, mm-hmm. and they leave in the car together. Yeah. And I love that. It's like so fun to see them bonding together because they have to be skills. together. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I love when Belle and Brenda end up so driving neat. together because mm-hmm. they come home chatting about It's stuff. like, what's your conversation in the car? Yeah. I really want to be a fly in the car. Oh, I would love that. To be like, what do you guys But it's almost about? like we can't, you know, like that's their time to yeah. grow and be outside yep. of us, right? Sure. And yes. Yeah. Nice to each other, hopefully. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's happened, but. Okay, so then at the end of this time, mm-hmm. you then ask the parents questions. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts because if I'm really honest, the reason why we started Parent Conversation Nights is because I have a two-year-old and I need to learn how to be a good parent. So You're I'm like making, making you guys give everybody. me all the good advice. Oh, so this really no, was a thing that was just I'm built for me. I'm here to be taught. No, teach me. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> we'll mutually win in this reality. Okay, all right. So we'll, we'll make We can work. help you but with Jack for sure. Yeah, yeah well, But you I help mean, us with the teenagers, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll work on that part. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say it'd be helpful because I'm a dad of a two-year-old, and so I haven't gone through as many of the stages of life as you guys have. Sure, I've dealt with teenagers for 10 years of my life, and so I get that part, but I only yeah. have to deal with them for like two hours, and I get to give them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the the blessing of being like a grandparent like an aunt. or an mm-hmm. aunt or an uncle. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I got them. Cool. You yep. got them now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to just ask you guys some questions sure. around mm-hmm. Ooh, this I love topic. This. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to where you're consistently winning in spiritually fan- in spiritually leading your family um what would you say comes to mind of where you're consistently winning right we now we're talking about this beforehand i said <laughs> what if we are not winning <laughs> that's, a, that's an okay answer <laughs> uh, what i started right now well so i try because you know we've tried like the family devotions we've tried sure. not, we're not great at like staying consistent we'll be gun ho for a week and then, oh, and then it goes away <laughs> so i was just like so we try and i got it from bible recap but every night at the dinner table, we do highs and lows, and then our God shot for the day. Mm-hmm. Like, just share, like, a time you saw God or something God's doing in your life. It doesn't always happen. We try when we're, you know, all together. And then, but what I've started doing in the morning is I just want them, and also hard for myself, like, squeezing in when to have a devotional time and, like, be consistent with that. And now working, and I don't know. It's just hard. So I'm not, like, I'm because I remember seeing my parents, or at least dad, like every morning he's in his chair. I knew he was doing a devotional. So I want my kids seeing me doing something. So I did do the Bible recap. And so I listened to it while I was getting ready. And right now, so I'm just listening to worship music in the morning. Mm-hmm. Let's start the day with worship music. And I, it's actually in my ear until all the kids are awake because Bella's right next to my bathroom. But every morning, you know, each kid comes in and they see sometimes Blakely starts singing with me. I'm like, that's just mm. that's where we're at right now. Sure. <laughs> what I can mm-hmm. fit in. And yep. mm-hmm. so that's my little 
No, that's yeah. great. Hope mm-hmm. to be winning in some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's good. And I would say any research I have seen in regards to why we as a church even decide to have students be a part of the weekend experience um, is really around what you're mm-hmm. doing at home that we're really hopeful will happen on the weekend. Why we have kids sitting, I should say, should say students, kids, we, we do have go down to kids ministry, but why we have students um, in the room with their families is because they're, um, any statistic you look at uh, is why intergenerational worship is so helpful for a yeah. young person's faith beyond those years yeah. uh, is because worshiping alongside mom and dad is yeah. super and inf- like super foundationally important for them in regards to the faith that they live out on the back end. And so I think you bringing that to your home life is definitely something to say, like that's Mm -hmm. an area you're spiritually winning. And it is just simply saying like, I'll take the win. (laughs) Like I know I need in this moment to like, just connect with the Lord. And I'm doing that through worship. It just helps me to start the day in a positive way. And Mm -hmm. it's great. And hopefully they see that. (laughs) I was thinking, um, we both Mark and I, our kids did Awana, mm-hmm. which was really great. Um, we were really good with the, the oldest. The youngest ones aren't. We're not as intentional, but we still they still go. But um, learning verses at a sure. young age, they're like sponges, yep. and so doing verses with um, signs and motions, yeah. I think, are so important. And so I always have felt like if they have the word in their heart or they have memorized it, that goes a long way and they will remember it. So that's always been a big thing of Wednesday nights where we do Awana. So our youngest do Awana still, and then they transition into middle school. But um, that would be a spot that we're like, no, this is very important that we put this in with the other activities, but this is an important activity to be doing. um, Yeah, our kids go to public school, so like anything we could do to bring – jesus into the middle of the day we're like this is important like we will leave sacker early and make Mm -hmm. sure they go to like this is a priority Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i think that's huge and i think when scripture memory like i think even being able to either pull as a parent from either a moment where you memorized scripture Mm -hmm. and it was helpful for you in a situation or you're in a process of saying like i'm not just asking you to do this but i'm ultimately doing it myself and here's why Mm -hmm. and how i'm rooting myself and it's not just because i'm just trying to get you to do another thing um to to check off on your spiritual checklist Mm -hmm. it's ultimately because like i want to equip you that when you experience brokenness in this world that you actually have um, the ability to call out to like the kingdom of god to meet you in that moment Mm -hmm. and yes sometimes that will be through the words that you say in prayer Mm -hmm. other times it's gonna be things that you're rooted by in scripture and so when that conflict arises and you want to get back at somebody like there's an aspect of your heart's got something there that wells up and it's like no like hey yeah i could respond that way but Mm -hmm. i also like remember the fact that like i also can look at james 4 8 and this is you know come close to god and he will come close to you Mm -hmm. cool i don't feel as closest right now okay how do i do that like i just draw near and he's gonna he's gonna meet me in that spot Mm -hmm. um and so that's really good I think too, like us modeling it as a parent too. So we yep. did the the Bible recap, and we did the Bible in the whole the whole year. Sure. And I would every morning have it playing, yep. and I mm-hmm. wanted them to also hear it. Yep. You know, as they were going by, but sure. this was important to me. As I make my coffee, I'm listening yep. to the Word, and you know, going through that with them. I think yeah. was like for me to do that for yeah. them to see that. So good. I think was important. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely, they're gonna learn from your actions more than us just telling them. So I've just, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll talk about it when things come up or if like a a lesson is shown. But I'm like, I just gotta show them, yeah. You yep. know, show them how you respond, how yeah, you know, little mm-hmm. things you're doing. They'll learn more than you telling mm-hmm. them. Like you should do this. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. On the other side of it, what would you guys say is your biggest struggle in spiritually leading your family right now? <sighs> Definitely consistency. That's mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. Just being consistent. Because we'll think of great ideas, like yeah. I said, and, but it won't last. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and busyness. Yep. Busyness is really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With four kids and many different things. And sure. So mm-hmm. busyness can yep. take yep. over. Yeah. Yeah. And just being intentional at every moment mm-hmm. is a, a great time to have that conversation or ask about certain things. Um, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. what do we do with that? <laughs> we're, we're going to look for those t- those opportunities to be the friend, the coach, yeah. the counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would even say, too, I have found, granted, I'm not managing four children in my home. I just have one right now and two to come. And so I might have a different response to you uh, five years from now when I'm <laughs> yeah. in a different stage. But yeah. I, I do think in any season of life, um, it goes back to having a plan. Um, and I think for you, especially managing, um, sports, having to manage like choir stuff and like musicals, like I've obviously seen, you know, your kids, uh, grew up over the time that I've been here at the chapel. And so I've seen you guys be involved in so many different things. And I think in the midst of that, um, it, it does require a little bit more intentionality on us as parents to say, Hey, I know there's no way I can set up maybe a weekly rhythm that could be consistent in the same every single week because our our schedules change too much. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it, it is just setting that standard that you choose a night where, you know, you and Vin can sit there and you guys can just begin to say like, Hey, we, we know that this is what this week is going to look like. Mm -hmm. How can we say, maybe there's two or three things that you guys are saying, these are foundationally Mm -hmm. things that we want to be true about every week that we have with our family. It could be that we all want to sit around one of these, you know, dinners where we're all here. Um, It could be, we want to do the family devotion or we want to um, take a moment to just pray for each other and just check in with each other. And it's not so much reading scripture in the moment, but just asking, Hey, how can I pray for you this week and teaching your kids to pray for each other. And it doesn't always have to be led by mom and dad. Um, Like Mm -hmm. that might be one of the things. And then the third one is maybe just a fun thing that you guys are going to do together. And Mm -hmm. um, it's still rooted in your values and what are true, but it's maybe saying, Hey, we can't do a monthly plan. We can't do a yearly plan, but we could say week by week, every Sunday night, me and Ben are going to sit down and we're going to just look at that. And how can we fit those two or three things that we want foundationally be true, be true about every week to happen. And mm-hmm. put that in place. What if each week you had a you picked you had a family member you prayed for? Mm-hmm. I love you it. know, and then it mm-hmm. just swapped each week. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. Something I like would that. say the biggest thing I even see in young people today, even in their middle school and high school years, um, is how uncomfortable they are with mm. praying for their peers. Oh, yes. And how how awkward that feels. And I think if we're gonna begin to see like revival happen in our church and we're going to begin to see the kingdom of God show up in our world and people come alive to who God is. Um, it's going to like, that's got to change mm-hmm. and that's got to shift And that. Like I would ask as, as a student pastor who has been here for seven years, I would say the biggest thing I'm looking for parents to partner with me in that is to just continue to put them in spaces where they're invited and asked to to yeah. do those things and to practice it because I their voice matters like <laughs> and so i want them to be more comfortable with it sure. so we always take turns like who prays for dinner so they yeah i think the more you're like in school now they give presentations all the time and mm-hmm. it's like nothing and yeah. i was like so if we could just make them pray out loud more sure. hopefully it will become like 
Sure. I mean, not nothing, but you know what I mean. Yep. It'll become yeah. second nature yep. and not be such an awkward thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no mm. doubt. That's good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my last question I would have for you guys, and then I'll go through a couple more that uh, my hope would be that as I ask these wonderful ladies these questions, that yeah. as you're listening, like maybe this is a discussion you can have with mm-hmm. on a date night with your spouse, yeah. or yes. um, maybe you want to be brave enough to ask your kids, where am I doing really awesome mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. area, and where Ooh, am I struggling? That would be interesting. <laughs> okay. We'll put these questions in the show notes. Yeah, uh, right. we should. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, they're good. But I would say this is, what what is one thing that you're looking for the church to do to come alongside you in spiritually leading your family? What is something that either in a previous thing the church has done, or maybe it's just a brand new thing that you just is on your mind? Like, what are you looking for the church to do mm-hmm. to come alongside you in spiritually leading your home? I think like one big thing is, you know, I talk to the kids about um, finding that a safe person to, to talk about things with, um, mm-hmm. because as a parent, sometimes they don't want to talk to you about everything. Yeah. And so I think the church is a place where, um, you know, I would love that, that, my child can talk and openly share things that they're struggling with at school or, you know, at home or, you know, just so they have an outlet. Um, because I want more than just my husband and I feeding into our kids. I want other, I want the community also to be there, um, supporting them and loving on them. So like their leaders investing in them, I think Mm -hmm. is huge. Like sometimes they're at like sporting events and even just that little thing is like, Okay, they care about me. Or yeah. the musical yeah. that come. Yeah. Like Reed came to Willy Wonka. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's huge. Okay. That's Keep good. it up. Mm-hmm. Well, the other questions I would say it'd be worth um, thinking about as you're listening would be um, of the, the four times that we talked about in, in a day, uh, which times are your kids most available to engage with you mm-hmm. and why? I think it's important to pay attention mm-hmm. to that because you might say, hey, as much as all those things are true, these are the maybe two of them that I'm going to be most successful just knowing what my kids are available for. Mm-hmm. Um, what role comes most natural to you and what one is the hardest for you to step into, mm-hmm. I think are important things to, yeah. to think through. These are great. Yeah. I love them. These are great to yeah sit down with your husband and talk them through and, and with your kids. Well, and speaking of intentionality, going through these things will help you be able to be more intentional mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And for you to be on the same page. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. Like Pulling if you're both doing direction. this together, um, it really would be great. Okay. So we like to end our podcast <laughs> with a, oh, we've question. Got a question for you. For right. Reed. Um, okay. So it's either the best advice you've ever received or the worst advice that you've ever received or advice you have for our listeners as a parent Mm. anything come to mind uh i would say um this was the one that came to mind uh from honestly last week i was talking to um, a friend of mine and um was navigating through some some difficult difficult situations and I would say this applies in any arena of life, but especially as a parent, to just not be afraid to have difficult conversations, um, mm. to not avoid things that are uncomfortable or uneasy. Like if they're important and they, in, in, in your kid's identity, their value, their worth, their um, ability to get through that day um, mm-hmm. is an awkward thing for you to approach. Like get, like ask for help. Mm-hmm. Look for people who can just be an advocate and a resource. Have people who can bathe that in prayer, but don't avoid difficult conversations um, because I think that it's in that space mm-hmm. that some of the greatest opportunity for breakthrough 
um, to happen is. And mm -hmm. I think when we avoid them because we're uncomfortable or it feels uncomfortable to bring it up, um, we do a lot more damage than we think we do by mm -hmm. avoiding the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah, oh, that's really good. It's good. have hard conversations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is hard. Yep, no <laughs> but no. I think it's good um, to have those conversations because sometimes teenagers can just stop talking and yep. so, but keep going and, and asking yep. them questions. And For sure. The hardest um, ones are the most rewarding. Though. Yeah. Yep. And I, w and I would say even from experience, like for me as a kid, like um, it was the moments where um, I would say the things that I look back on and reflect on of moments where I felt like my parents won a lot in regards to how they parented me um, was their willingness to, to have hard conversations, to not overlook my feelings, to not rush mm -hmm. through them. Um, even as I look at my middle school years, I don't think I'd be in ministry today if it wasn't for the time that my parents spent allowing me to just cry and be um, mm. in my in my feelings, but then inviting me into like productive things to move forward in that. Mm -hmm. I think if my mom said like, oh, that sucks. I'm really sorry that you're going through that. And there was nothing more. Mm -hmm. That would have been hard for me. But the fact that she equipped me with scripture, she equipped me with like ways that I could work through difficult conversations um, and she didn't shy away from that mm -hmm. um, was, you know, so, so key and so important um, in the midst of that. So okay, that's what I would encourage you. this might put you on the spot, but if you have a child or probably mostly a teenager that isn't real open, open, sure. do you have a suggestion of how we could help them be more open? <laughs> um, I think, you know, I'd go back to some of some of the things that we talked about on the front end of like, don't miss your role. Um, I think I'd engage their interests, you know, even though that's more elementary level thing, like yeah. I'd, I'd first look at, hey, wh what can I do to put my, my son or daughter in a space where um, whenever we lean into a conversation that they're doing something that they're finding value in and that they enjoy, they enjoy. Um, and I think it's just being consistent and continuing to just come back to the drawing board, even when you feel like you're you know, trying to ask a question and it feels like it's, you know, hidden and it's not going beneath. I think you as a parent are going to know and discern well whether or not this is a moment to lean in or this is a moment that maybe I've got to circle back for a later time. Um, I would say don't don't take their inability to process that as they don't ever want to talk about it, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but that they're still just trying to figure out either how to process it or they might be trying to figure out can they trust you with the information. And I would double down on just continuing to create spaces and environments where they know that um, you want that to be a safe place, that you can be trusted. And some of that means that we've got to be careful with how we react as a parent yeah. to certain things. Like, I think we have to pay attention to when they bring things up, what is our response in that? And yeah. am I fostering an environment where my kid can come with difficult things and yeah. process them in that there aren't immediate repercussions or yeah. penalties that I get for bringing that up where I'm actually greeted with like compassion and empathy of like, Hey, I'm really sorry. And like, yeah, I understand that like on one side of this, like you're feeling shame and, and, and guilt around that. Um, I also just, before we go into any uh, bit of conversation beyond this, can I just tell you like, I love you mm -hmm. and I'm really proud of you for talking to me about this mm -hmm. and I want to do everything I can mm -hmm. to walk with you and support you in that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I, as a parent, don't have to have like some hard conversations yeah. and figure stuff out. But I think when we can communicate that foundationally, uh, whether your son or daughter brings up like a friendship that's broken, or even as we talked at the father-son chicken bowl about like sexual purity and pornography, like if, if a kid opens up and says, hey, I'm struggling with this. And our first response is, 
well, we got to do all these things to, to defend and make sure that doesn't happen again. Your kid doesn't feel seen in that. Mm-hmm. All that they feel is more shame and guilt that you've got to defend their sin. Like, no, like at the end of the day, like I need to actually like lead my kid into the fact that like, hey, in the midst of that struggle, I'm really proud. Like that was a really big step that you took to share that yeah. with me. And mm-hmm. so I'd say, even for you, those of you who have kids that are difficult, like when you see them take steps to be vulnerable, celebrate that with mm-hmm. them. Like, and don't celebrate in the way that like they're embarrassed by it, but like, like acknowledge that that was a really big step on that, on their part. And I, and I think that continuing to foster a culture like that will yeah. only increase their ability to open up um, and process that more with mm-hmm. us as parents. Awesome. That's really good, Reed. Yeah. That's really good. We need just more time. Drill you. <laughs> Tell us how to do, Reed. <laughs> well, thank you for coming thank on. You. Thanks we for having me. We really appreciate it. You bet. All right, listeners, we will see you in two weeks. (laughs) We won't see you. No, you say this every time. (laughs) We will not see you. You'll hear us. You'll hear us later. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. A quick reminder that the opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Mops International or the chapel. If you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing to our podcast, it would mean so much to us. If you're feeling extra generous, even give us a little shout out or review. We love doing this. And with your help, we can continue to do so. So thank you in advance. Also, feel free to follow us and give us some love on our Instagram page, the Chapel Mops After Party. The Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group.